Blog Talk Radio. This is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart. I worship you. All I have within me, I give you praise. All that I adore is in you. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way. In me. Hallelujah. That ought to be our prayer. Lord, have your way in me. I give you all my praise and I worship you. We need to let that be our prayer. Lord, have your way in me. Amen. Amen. You just tune in to Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry here on Block Talk Radio. We are here every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am the host, Minister Elaine. Call a neighbor, call a friend, text them, email them, tweet them, hit them up on Facebook, and let them know that we're on the air live. We want to welcome all our listeners, whether by web or by phone. We are so glad that you took time out of your busy day to be with us today. We want to welcome our new listeners. If you're first time, we want to encourage you to continue to listen every Sunday and be a part of what God is doing with this ministry. Here at Voice of Truth, I will read you the word of God. I will give the revelation that God has given unto me, and we will have a general prayer and also open the line up for prayer. At this time, if you would like prayer. If you can press the one, I'm going to ask that you do not give your name or your situation. I just need to know where you are calling from. So at this time, if you need prayer, just press the one. I don't know about you, but this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to be glad in it. And we want to say from Voice of Truth and Minister Elaine, happy Father's Day to my father, my dad, Billy Jackson, and to my pastor, Pastor Joseph Ryle, and to all of the fathers and fathers-to-be and father figures. We say happy Father's Day unto you, and we do hope and pray that you had a blessed day today in the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise be unto God. If you need prayer at this time, if you will press the one, and I will bring you in for prayer. I don't know about you, but I'm going to bless the Lord with my praise. I'm going to bless him with everything I got within me. I'm going to praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Because he's worthy of all of our praises. You know, every moment of the day, when we wake up in the morning, we need to tell him, Lord, have your way in me. Worship him and praise him. What an awesome God that we serve, that he's able to do all things and nothing too hard for him. Amen. I don't see anybody with a hand raised, so we're just going to keep it moving. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. 
Father, we thank you for allowing us to see another Father Day. We ask and pray, Father God, and hope and pray that each every father all over the nation, all over the world was blessed on this beautiful day. God, we thank you for our fathers that you have given to us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this day, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we won't see another this Father Day, but we thank you, Father God, that you allowed us and woke us up this morning to see this very special day. Lord, we thank you that you are able to do a seed and abundance of all that we could ever ask and think. Lord, we thank you right now for your word that's coming forth, Father. We thank you, God, for the healing and deliverance that's going to take place in the lives of your people. We pray for revelation, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that people will come to Jesus, that their soul might be saved. We pray, Father God, that church God will no longer be church God will be but become true disciples of God. We thank you, God, that is already done. Lord, we thank you, and I ask you to cover each and every person under the sound of my voice, under the blood of Jesus. I pray that you will meet the need of every person under the sound of my voice. God, help us to love those that hate us. Help us to love those that persecute our name. Help us to love those that work our manner evil against us. Lord, help us to love our neighbors as I say them. Lord, help us. To walk in love, to live in love, to talk in love. Help us to do as Jesus would do. Oh, God, we give you all the praise. And we give you all of the glory, God. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for many. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, God, that washes away the sin. We thank you, God, for his broken body that brought forth healing and the lives of his people all over the nation, all those that believe. Lord, we thank you for his broken body. Oh, God, we pray for healing right now, God, in the body. In the mighty name of Jesus, well, you took 39 stripes for them to be healed. Oh, God, your word declares it, God. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for healing right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Your word declares, God, no weapon formed against the church of God. No weapon formed against your church shall not prosper. And every lying tongue that has risen up against it shall be condemned in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you that it's already done. God, we thank you, God, for what you're getting ready to do. We thank you for all of the souls that's going to be saved, God. We thank you for your deliverance power, God. We thank you, God, that you are God that cannot lie. We thank you, God, that you are God that's able to do a seed and abundance of all that we could ever ask and think. Lord, we thank you that you are a way maker. We thank you that you are a provider. We thank you, God, that you are our source. We thank you, God, that you are our redeemer. We thank you, God, that you are a way maker. We thank you, God, that you are a light in our very darkness. God, we thank you that you are a promise keeper. And, Lord, we thank you that everything that you have promised unto your children, it shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are a faithful God. We thank you, God, and we give you all the praise, oh, God, for you are an awesome God. All power is in your hand. You're still in control. God, we give you all the praise. We pray, Father God, for souls to come out of darkness and come to the marvelous light. We pray that they will heal your call and come out of sin and turn to Jesus. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that is already done for your glory. You said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I lift your name up on high, and I glorify your name, and I exalt your name on high, O oh God, for thou art worthy of all of our praises, O oh God. And we give you all the honor, and we give you all of the glory, and we call it done. We call those things that be not as though they were in the mighty name of Jesus. All these things we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, to God be all of the glory, amen. The message today will come from Genesis. I'm going to read the key scripture, uh, uh, Genesis 45, and I'm going to begin reading at verse number one. And Joseph could not restrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. 
And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Do my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved, nor anger with yourself, that ye that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years have the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you and prosperity in the land. And to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Amen. Glorifying God for his word. Amen. The title of our message today is In the Right Place at the Right Time. This is part two of it. And I want to encourage you, if you missed last week, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to um, the first part of being in the right place at the right time. Today, uh, we're going to talk about Joseph and his story. I want to encourage you to go back and read the entirety of the chapter. It is a a lot to read. Um, you can start at uh, chapter 37, go over until verses, let's see here, read from 37 to 39 to 47. You will read all the story about Joseph. I'm going to just tell the story about Joseph and how we got to this chapter, talking about being in the right place at the right time. Let's talk a little bit about Joseph. Joseph was 17 years old, and he was the son of, of Jacob. He wanted his younger son that uh, Jacob, a matter of fact, his favorite son, that he loved more than he loved any of his children. You could say that Joseph was a man of integrity. He was a man that knew God. And Joseph went uh, and had a lot of affliction. Uh, Joseph uh, was restored and and and. He came to power in the land of his affliction. As the story said, as I said earlier, Joseph's father loved him more than he loved any of his sons. So much so that the word of God tells us that he made Joseph a coat of many colors. And Joseph's brothers was very jealous because of the love that Jacob, the father, had for Joseph. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I wonder why Jacob did such a thing. Because, you know, when you love one child more than you love the other, it causes strife, it causes envy, it causes jealousy among your own children. And I think because they knew that he loved Joseph so much more than he loved his other ten sons, uh, it, it kind of, too, in a way, kind of swelled up Joseph's head, gave him a little pride there. But, you know, we can't do that with our children or our grandchildren. We can't show 
more love to one to the other because it brings forth division. As we see here in the word of God, it brought forth a bitter seed of jealousy, a bitter seed so much in the word of God that it says that the, the brothers plotted together and came together to take the life of Joseph because of jealousy. No jealousy of a seed that is planted, that's a terrible seed of jealousy because most people will do a lot of evil things when it comes to jealousy. You know, um, jealousy is like the theory as, as of the grave. You know, we have to be careful about those things. But, you know, when we look at Joseph being in the right place at the right time, if we look at this book, if we look at the story of Joseph, we would not think that he would be in the right place at the right time. But as we continue on with the story, we see that Joseph went through many of things. And I said earlier, the, the Bible tells us that his brothers had conspired and came together and they threw Joseph in a pit. And they threw him in this pit. And when they threw him in the pit, they threw him in the pit to die in the pit. There was no water in the pit. There was no food in the pit. That, that There he was in darkness in this pit. You know, Joseph, because he talked too much, caused himself to be in this pit. You said, well, what caused him to be here? Because he talked too much. Joseph was a dreamer, the word tells us. And because he was a dreamer and everything that God told him, he told his brothers, he told his parents. It's something you cannot tell everybody. Because when you tell everybody, everybody is not for you. Everybody don't want you to get them. Everybody can sometimes in your own household will come against you. Now, the word of God tells us a man's enemy will be in the, the members of his own household. Joseph's enemies was in his own household, his own brother, because he told his dreams. You know, one thing about Joseph is that he believed what God had said. And maybe he thought his family would be happy for him. Maybe he thought his brothers would be happy for him. But, you know, they, they were not happy for him. And this is how Joseph ended up in the pit. And, you know, God put his his brother, one of his brothers, Reuben, he put him in the right place at the right time to save Joseph's life because God had a divine purpose for Joseph's life. So Reuben came and told his brother, you know, I'm paraphrasing, we don't want this, his blood on our hands. We don't want this murder on our hands. Let, let's, let's take him, let's, let's take him out. You know, let's take him out of this thing. You know, don't don't do what you're trying to do. Don't do this to him. And so the brothers still came together. They took Joseph out of the pit. Then they sold him to the Israelites. Now here Joseph was. Maybe as young as he was, he he, he didn't understand why. His family would turn against him. Why would his family want him dead? Why would his family want him and sell him into slavery? Why? They were his brothers. They should have loved him. They should have been happy that he had a dream. But they were not happy. They were jealous. You know, when God tells us who our enemies are, we must believe the voice of God. When God tells us that our enemies will be the members of our own household, we must believe the word of God. We have to believe it. 
You know, I, I know that Joe the prophet did not understand it, but here he was. He hadn't done really anything but talk too much. See, some of us, we talk too much. We want to tell our dreams. We want to tell our plans what God has told unto us, but we're telling it to the wrong people. We're trusting in people who don't care for us. We're trusting in so-called friends who don't care nothing about us. We, we're talking to people who are backstabbers that don't care anything about us. They're trying to hinder what God is trying to do in our lives. But you know one thing about Job? He knew God. And even though they had thrown in the pit, even though they had sold him into slavery, Joseph had the favor of God. Everything Joseph did, God was in the midst of it. Because God had a plan. He had to get Joseph in the right place at the right time. You know, we have dreams, and, and God will tell us to write it down on a tablet and write it down plainly because he has a purpose and a plan, and he's going to have us in that right place and that right time to do what he's calling us to do. And so God did the same thing here with Joseph. Joseph believed in the dream, but he just talked too much. Somebody, you're talking too much. You're telling your enemies everything. Everything is not to be spoken. Because if you tell it, your enemies going to speak against it because they're going to use their tongue to talk against whatever you done told them. Well, you know, the Bible says that Joseph, as uh, he was, Sold into slavery, end up in Potiphar's house. And the Bible says when he ended up in Potiphar's house, God was with him. He had favor there. He had free reign there. Uh, he was respected there. He was a man of integrity there. And Joseph was was a a, a man that he 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 did. Uh, According to what God would want him to do, he would not sin. Well, here was Joseph, and he was at Potiphar, and Joseph ended up in prison. Now, he don't went from the pit. Now, he in prison for something that he had not done. But he was running from Potiphar's wife. You know, the Bible tells us that when Joseph was going about doing his work this particular day, and I'm paraphrasing, he 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 went into the house. He was he was going to do the work that he normally do. Maybe he was you know he was checking the thing and making sure everything was in place. Well, there were no men in the house. It was no 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 witnesses in the house. Nobody but him and Potiphar's wife. You know. I don't know what Joseph was thinking. But you know, the word of God tells us to abstain from all appearance of evil. We got to shun the appearance of evil uh, and evil things, uh, avoid evil doings and, and avoid people that will put us in a place of shame. Well, here was Joseph. He was just doing his job. But powerful wife, the word tells us, she wanted to lay with Joseph. And Joseph told her, he said, look, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, look, you know what? I, I can't lay with you. I, I can't stand against my God. You know, my, my, my leader, my, my boss has, has given me reign all over this over this house and in this land and the only thing I can't touch is you. And, and he ran and said she grabbed this, she had his jacket or his coat or whatever he had and the Bible says that um, he ran but she still had the coat. So when Potiphar came back in or came back to the home, she lied on Joseph. It was no man in the house, no other witness in the house. And I don't know why uh, Potiphar didn't get the other side of the story, but whatever reason, he didn't. But Joseph was running from sexual temptation. You know, we have to run from certain temptations. Here was Joseph, a man of God. 
And he was running. Sometimes you got to run. You know, no male, honest and truly, especially if you're a leader in ministry or whatever, or you're on a job, you're about to never be in an office with a woman by yourself. A woman should never be in an office with a man by herself because she got to shun the appearance of evil. That's why Joseph was not trying to lay with the woman. But look where the lie got him. The lie got him in prison for nothing. He had done nothing but trying to do the right thing. You know, it may not look like. Uh, what it seems like, and people will put out lies. That's why you make sure, man of God, that your wife is with you, woman of God. You make sure that your husband is with you, because people come to tear down ministry. You got to be careful. Don't meet a woman without your wife. If you don't have a wife, God says, you find a wife, find a good thing. But you get some of your other leaders or somebody to be with you. Don't meet women or women of God. Don't meet men. Sean, the apparent of evil. Run if you got to run. Run. Run, run, run. Run. Because you don't want to end up in the wrong place. Being in the wrong place at the wrong time and destroy everything. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, the Bible tells us that um, Joseph ended up in prison, but still God had a divine plan. Joseph had to get in the right place at the right time. You know, a lot of times when we God gives us a word and he tells us where we're going to be, we really don't know what we're going to actually go through to get in that right place. And at that right time, Joseph had no idea that he was going to have to go through all of the affliction that he was going through to be in the right place at the right time. But we have to be careful and we have to know what God is saying to us. We got to shut our mouth and stop telling everything. And we got to live according to what God is telling us. To do, we got to uh, do what he is telling us to do and shut our mouth. Talk too much. They talk too much, and you know. And I know a lot of times we're excited about doing what God is telling us to do. But you know, maybe Joseph wouldn't have had to go through all of that affliction, and he may not have to go through the pit. They wouldn't have ripped his coat off of him a million colors. You know, I thought that was a very sad thing of them to rip their brother coat off of him, take an animal and kill an animal and put blood on this coat and take it back to the father as though Joseph was dead. What kind of heart did they have? Their heart was full of jealousy. You know, we have got to get it right. When God tells us who our enemy is or are, especially when you're doing ministry, when you're trying to live right, when you're trying to live holy, many things will come against you. If God told you that's your enemy, you better believe it. And you better run if you got to run. Run. Hey, run. If you lose your shoes, run. Just run. Run from sex or temptation. Run. Run when people come and offer you and try to bribe you with money. Run. Because it's a pit and you'll fall in it. Run when they bring all these women to you. You better run when these women come in your church sitting up there with all these shots. You better run. You better run. Because it's trying to hinder you from getting into the right place at the right time for what God has for you. And don't talk so much. I don't know who it is, but we got to stop talking. We talk too much. You don't have to prove who you are in God. You know, God is giving Joseph the dream of who he would become and who he would be, but he didn't have to tell everybody. 
And matter of fact, the sad thing is he told his family, and they tried to destroy him. They tried to destroy him. And, you know, a matter of fact, you know, for many years, they didn't. They knew what they had done to Joseph. But Jacob, the father, didn't know. He really thought his son had died. And some animal had, uh, you know, devoured him and ate him or whatever the case may be. So here he's going all these many years thinking that Joseph was dead. But it was all a lie. And as you continue to read the word, the Bible tells us that Joseph, in, as I said earlier, ended up in prison with a butler and a baker. And Joseph uh, could interpret dreams. That was his gift. He had a gift to interpret dreams. And um, the, the Bible says that the butler and the baker both had a dream. And their dreams are kind of familiar. If I could say it that way, the dreams were kind of familiar. And Joseph interpreted the dream. And the dreams came to pass just as Joseph had interpreted the dream. The the baker, he ended up just as uh, Joseph said he would. The butler, he was put back in his right position in the king's house. And Joseph had said unto uh, the butler, he said, don't forget about me now. Don't, don't forget me when you get back into your rightful position. So the butler, of course, and most people do, when you help them out of something or they get what they want, they forget about you. That's how it goes sometimes. But the Bible says that Pharaoh had a dream. And in his dream, he could not interpret the dream. And he called his magician, his wise men, as we were called on that day, palm readers and mediums and spiritists. Uh, he, 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 he called them, but they could not interpret the dream. Now, here God's working, about to get Joseph in the right place at the right time. So the, the, the butler says unto Pharaoh, well, there's a young man in, in the prison that can interpret dreams because he interpreted my dream, the baker, and my dream. And it came to pass just as he said. So therefore, Pharaoh called for Joseph. Now look at God. Now that's kind of God we serve. Now God meant to put him in the right place at the right time. And so Pharaoh calls him. Of course, they had to clean him all up, and he just couldn't come before the king any kind of way. You know, like we do today, we think we can come before God any kind of way. We can go in the church house any kind of way. We don't respect the house of God in our drip. But we say we are saved, healed, delivered, Holy Ghost filled. Living righteous and holy, but we come to church with them sharp dresses on the backside. Showing some stuff we ain't got no being showing, showing everything that our, our mama gave us. Stealing from the church. We're doing a whole lot of things in the church house. But we got to get it right. Because when we come before God, we got to be right. Because he don't look upon darkness. But Joseph. They fixed him up, and I believe they cleaned him up real good and bathed him and put him on some fine linen and had his hair cut and had it, if it had any hair, facial hairs, I believe that they cut it, all that out, because he had to go before the king, because he was sent to go before the king, and he had to be presentable. You just couldn't go before the king any kind of way. But the Bible says that brought Joseph unto, unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh told Joseph the dream. You know, I love Joseph because Joseph knew God. And you know what Joseph said? He said, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. God is about to tell you what he is about to do. Joseph never took God's glory. He never said it was him. But he said, God. And as Pharaoh told the dream, Joseph interpreted the dream. And I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it because it is a lot. But the, uh, he told Pharaoh that seven 
years, in other words, they will have an overflow of everything. So this would be the time that they needed to save everything that they needed to to, to save at this time, all the grain and all of the stuff that they needed to save, and then to then in the seven years. Because the next seven years would be years of drought. That's why I said it would be no harvesting, no earring, because it would be such a drought like they had never seen before. I don't know about you, but, you know, when you have a drought, it's like you can't find a penny on the ground. <laughs> when you're going through a drought place in your life, and that just simply means that you don't have enough. There's lack somewhere. It, it ain't nothing flowing. You, you're barely making it. You might be living the paycheck from paycheck. Well, in this season, in that time in Egypt, there was that time. And that's what Pharaoh's dream that God was trying to tell him. But you know what? You know, the word of God tells us that a man's gift bring him before great men. God divine plan for Joseph in the right place at the right time. God made room for Joseph with his gift. He made room for him and brought him before Pharaoh, who was a great man in that day and time, with his gift. His gift that he had given unto Joseph, he used that gift and brought him before Pharaoh. Now, the Bible tells us that Pharaoh could see that God was with Joseph. And he placed Joseph in charge of everything. He, it was nobody greater than Joseph in the land but Pharaoh in the right place at the right time. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that uh, Pharaoh had said, nobody better not lift a, a hand or a foot in Egypt against Joseph. No weapon. <laughs> oh, that right. No weapon. God be telling them, y'all. Telling us. That's not God's anointed. And do it proper no harm. That means don't lift your hand. That means don't lift your feet at the people of God. Not just anointed. Touch not. Touch not. And that's what Pharaoh was saying to the people in Egypt. You better not touch Joseph. <laughs> you better not touch him. But the Bible says that after Joseph was in charge, he began to work in, and the famine hit the land. And then when the famine hit the land, the Bible goes on to say that Joseph's father, Jacob, had sent his sons to come to the land of Egypt. Because that was the only place that had food. That was the only place that had corn. So when his brothers got in the land, they did not recognize who Joseph was. But he recognized them. Joseph was now in the right place at the right time. You know, what if? Joseph had a died in the pit. What if they had a killed? What if he had a stayed in prison and, and and his gift was never used? We would have a different story today. But God divine plan put Joseph in the right place at the right time. You know, I know a lot of us we don't like to go through nothing. We don't like to go through the valley. We don't like to go through the rain. We don't want to go through nothing. But the anointing going to cost you something because you got to go through it. You know, Joseph had no idea that the dream that he was boasting about and so proud of, if he had known that he was going to go through all of that just to get in the right place in the right time, he probably wouldn't have wanted it. He went through hell. He was afflicted. But look at our God. In his place of affliction was Joseph risen up and restored 
to what God had said. God had used that gift. God had to get him there. You know, sometimes now we got to be careful. You know, we said, Lord, use me, Lord. Lord, use me. <laughs> we said, Lord, use me. Then when we started going through some stuff, you like, Lord, why I'm going through this? But you said, Lord, use me. You tell you tell you told him now, you said, Lord, use me. Oh Lord. I will be crucified with Christ. Y'all, <laughs> y'all gonna stop saying that stuff? Cause you gonna go through some stuff. Stop boasting. <laughs> Joseph boasting got him in the pit in the prison. So we got to stop boasting and stop being proud. Write it down and, and, and just keep it in your own mind. Because, you know, some things you can't tell to your family. And we see. Now, this story is not in the word of God for no reason. It's in the word of God to let us know that the enemy can be within our own household. You Sometimes you're going to have to run from them. Sometimes you're going to have to shun them. You know, like my mom used to say back in the day, you're going to have to love them with a long handle spoon. <laughs> you got to still love them, though. But you got to love them with a long hand of <laughs> You better run when you got to run. <laughs> Ain't no shame in running. Run when you got to run. Man of God, run. Woman of God, run. Do whatever you got to do. But run. Get out the way. Know your enemies. Amen. But the, the Bible tells us that. Uh, when Joseph had recognized them and everything, and he had given them the food and the corn or whatever they were purchasing with their money, the Bible says that he didn't even keep their money. He put their, their bags of money back into their bags, and they still had all their stuff. So when they got back to Canaan, they realized that, uh-oh, uh-oh, we're in trouble now because we still got our money in our bags that's supposed to pay for the stuff. But, see, they didn't recognize their brother. They didn't recognize him. And so as the family got worse, they had to send he had to uh, they had to go back to Egypt for more for more grain. But the, the Bible has said when they went back, they um when they were there earlier that Joseph had asked about his brother and about his dad and was his dad alive. And so when they came back the second time, he said, oh, okay, look, this younger brother, he's going to have to stay here with me or whatever. And then, you know, they had to go through, and I'm trying to cut it a little short here, that, that the brother had to stay there. So now, you know, they were kind of figuring like, oh, you know, God is paying us back for what we did to Joseph. Because they were still thinking Joseph was dead. They they still had not recognized that um that he was Joseph. And so as the story goes on and they end up, uh, Jacob end up allowing that younger son to come back to Egypt. And um, the story is a powerful story, I, I feel, of Joseph's love for his family. You know, he could have hated his brothers like his brothers hated him, but he did not. Um, he could have took vengeance against his brother for what they did against him, but he didn't. Uh, he he still loved his brother. Uh, it's a story of forgiveness. He 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 forgave his brother, but at the same time, here was God working it out for Joseph. You know, God will work it out for you, no matter what you're going through. He will work it out for you. His favor will be with you, just as it was with Joseph. God's favor was with Joseph, and God was with Joseph. And God uh, put Joseph in the right place at the right time that his family could be saved. And then after they got there, the word tells us that uh, Joseph had a uh, like a banquet for them, and they ate and drank and got married. And, you know, he was really upset. And he had to, to go away from them because, you know, the hurt and the pain of what he, he had experienced through his family, that he had to weep and he had to cry. And, and the Bible says how the Egyptian, they heard all of this weeping and crying that he did. And once he revealed himself to them, they was afraid. And that's why he told them to come. I pray you, I'm not going to harm you. I'm not going to do what you did unto me. Because he told them, he said, look, I'm paraphrasing, God, it was in God's plan 
to have me in the right place at the right time to preserve life, to have me in the right place that lives could be saved by a great deliverance. Many lives were saved because Joseph was in the right place and at the right time. Um, God had placed him in that place. Even though Joseph had to go through a lot of things, God had put him in that place for his family, for his own life. And for all the people in the providence and all the people in the land, all those around Egypt that needed food, all those that needed corn, they could come in to Egypt and, you know, get food. The people wouldn't starve to death in the drought because it was a drought like they had never seen before. And Joseph, God had placed him in that place at the right time to help the people that lives could be saved, that they could be delivered from this drought. And the Bible tells us, um, you know, that Joseph uh, uh, told Pharaoh and let him knew about his father, Jacob, and his family, all of them moved from Canaan into the land of Egypt down in Goshen, and, and there they stayed and everything was good for them there. Joseph even helped his brothers um, get jobs in the land uh, once they arrived in the land. But realize that God has a purpose for our lives, no matter what we're going through. You know, Joseph went through hell and high water. And in some of the things uh, that came against Joseph, it hadn't, it, he had done nothing. You know, I don't know about you, but I've been in places where I've been falsely accused. And I understand uh, that because sometimes you are falsely accused of a thing that you know nothing of. And Joseph uh, was accused of a thing that he had no intentions to do that. You know, um, he, I would say, was a very strong man of integrity because I don't know a lot of men that would do that. Temptation. He was tempted, but he still kept his integrity. He ran, and he stayed in the plans of God. It may not have looked like he was in that plan of God, even though he was going through and he had to go through all these pit stops and he had to go through all of this darkness. He had to go through all this pain. He had to go through the lockdown and all of those things. God took all of that and turned it around for his good. God put him in his rightful position and I believe that God is going to put his people in the right, right position at the right time, in the right place, that we can help others, that we can help those in the body of Christ. Because whatever you have, whatever gift that's in you, that gift is not in you just to be in you. It's in you so that you can bless and help somebody else. It's in you that people can be delivered, that lives can be saved, that the kingdom of God can be built up. So we got to get ready because I do believe it. I do believe that God is going to put his people in the right place at the right time because there's a lot of places God people are supposed to be there, and they're not. And he's going to move them, people, I believe, out of the way. He's going to move them out of the way just like he did. You read the way. He will move people out of the way so that his people can be in the right place at the right time so that they can help other people get delivered, help souls to be saved, help the poor and the needy, help those who got to be in the right place in the right time. Joseph had the power and the authority given to him by Pharaoh. He had all the power and all the authority in the land. He reigned in that land. 
because God had took the gift that he had given unto Joseph, and he took that gift, and he put Joseph in the right place at the right time by his gift. So, you know, we got to thank God for our gift. And we need to ask God to manifest his gift in us for his glory. So that we can be in the right place at the right time. God's going to put the right people. The butler and the baker were put in that place at the right time and the right place so that Joseph can interpret that dream. The right place at the right time. God will put the right people in your life. You're going to have a suddenly. You don't know how he got there. A suddenly. There was Joseph suddenly, a man on lockdown in prison. Lockdown. Now, Joseph was now a ruler, a leader in the land of Egypt. In his land of affliction. Now, that's the kind of God we serve. He will put us in the right place at the right time. And he will use us so that we can save lives by a great deliverance at a harvest of souls. That we can save, bring people onto the kingdom of God, help those in need, and feed the hungry. That giving up is not just for us to make our own pockets fat, <laughs> but it's to help and glorify God. God will put us in the right place at the right time, just as he did Joseph. He, Joseph was in that place before that famine came. If Joseph had not been in that place, who knows how many people would have died from the drought? How many people would have died? But Joseph saved on a whole generation of people. Not only his people, your gift is not just about you. It's not just about your people. You're for it no more. But it's about others. Because the gift that God had in Joseph put him in the right place at the right time, then he had the authority. He helped all of the people in the province. And his family, the whole generation, Jacob's generation, Israel. Good God of mine. Hey! So let us know that God will put us in the right place at the right time, even though it don't look like it, may not feel like it. We might be going through hell and high water, but no God is getting us in position. He's getting us ready to be in the right place. At the right time. Amen. To God be the glory. Being in the right place at the right time. To God be the glory. Just don't let us talk too much. Don't talk too much. Thank God for every gift that he has given unto you. And God, when he tells you where you need to be, don't be talking about, I don't want to go over there. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's a woman pastor. I don't want to be up under no woman pastor. You better go where God send you. <laughs> hey, you need to go where God send you because that's the right place at the right time. God speaks through women. So we want to we want to get it right because we want to be in the right place at the wrong time. At the right time, you don't want to be in the wrong place going somewhere because it's got a large number. Of people following, and because it is a man passing, I ain't got nothing. I'm not saying I'm not kicking it. I'm not kicking against your prick. But I'm just saying, if God says a woman pastor is your leader, then you need to get up under that leader because everything that is upon that leader is gonna trickle down to you. Your blessings is connected to them leaders, and I'm a living witness that that's the truth. That your blessings are, are connected. To your leader. You got to be in the right place at the right time. You got to be up under the right leader. If you ain't on the right leader, you ain't going to prosper. You ain't going to prosper. You're going to be giving away your money. That's all you're going to be doing. But Lord, we just thank you for your word. <laughs> hey, 
Hallelujah, Lord. We just pray that you give a revelation, God. Don't let them, don't look at, let them look at me dead of old, Pastor Lord. Help the day, Lord. Help the day, Lord. Let them receive the word. Give the voice of truth. They're speaking through the service. Because I want you to be in the right place at the right time. So we got to get out of that. That's a religious spirit. We got we to get rid of that. Wherever God puts you and tells you this is where you're at, that's where you're going to grow. So we got to get it right, y'all. We got to get it right. Amen. I want to go ahead and um, give an invitation. If you are not saved, I want to encourage you to, to give your life to Christ today. If you're not saved, say this prayer, Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you lived, died, and rose again for me. I believe that you shed your blood just for me. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. If you have said that prayer, and you have given your life to Christ today, welcome to the body of Christ. You can hit me up on Facebook, Elaine Jackson, or Voice of Truth, and I will uh, get you connected to my leaders. Amen. Because I want you to get the same thing I got. You know what I'm saying? I want you to get it. I want you to be in the right place at the right time because you must be in the right place at the right time to get what God has for you. All through the word of God, people had to be in the right place at the right time. You can't be doing what you want to do. You can't do it. You got to be in the right place at the right time. And with that being said, I want to encourage you to become a wild partner and follow this ministry. Uh, Apostle and pastor are great leaders, amen. I want to encourage you to get connected and stay connected to them. If you need a mentor, you need a marriage counselor, you're not sure where you need to be in ministry, I want to encourage you to do that because they are awesome leaders, and I would not be where I am today. I am in the right place at the right time with the right leaders, and that's where you have to be. You know, and my, my personal testimony is, is that if I had stayed where I was, I was not in the right place, nor in the right time. But I was not because I was not growing there. I was going in and coming out the same way I was going in, and that's not God. When God puts you in the right place, in the right time, under the right leaders, your life should change. You should be experiencing the blessings of God in your life. You should be walking in victory. You should be full of joy like I'm full of joy. <laughs> you're supposed to be full of joy. <laughs> so you got you to gotta get in the right place at the right time. I, I want to encourage you to do that and pray and ask God about that. Also, I want to uh, go ahead and do the VOT announcement. I want to thank you for tuning in to Voice of Truth today here on Block Talk Radio. Um, on Sundays, we have what we call the Hour Power Pathetic Corner uh, Prophetess Monster is the host from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, here on Block Talk Radio. She is the first half of the hour power. If her ministry has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to sow into her ministry. Amen. Uh, Voice of Truth, I'm your host from 6.30 to 7.30. I am the second half of the hour power. I want to encourage you to get connected and stay connected to these ministries. And also follow these ministries on Block Talk Radio. On Tuesday, we have one word from the Lord from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my pastor and apostle. If you hit me up on Facebook, I can get you connected to them. If their ministries have been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to sow a seed. You can also follow their ministry on Block Talk Radio. Just put in one word from the Lord or without wild words, wild ministry. Then on Saturday, we have Faith Calm by Hearing Ministry with your host, Elder Evangelist Askew, at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to encourage you to get connected and also throw an offering or seed into her ministry. I know it has been a blessing to you. And we want to encourage you to become a wild partner for $25 or more. If you want to do that, just hit me up on Facebook. And I do want to encourage you, if you have not purchased my ebook, The Heart Reflection, do so today. It's only $2.99, and God is going to bless you. Amen. We got to get out of here. We're running out of time. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you fallen before his presence with the seed of joy. To the only wise God, I say you be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. You have a blessed week. We love you. God loves you here at Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministries. Be blessed.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 